Once he stepped inside, Mac noticed Doc Washington kneeling next to a body up on the landing of the stairway, located across the spacious foyer from the front door. The man's legs were sprawled down the first few steps that were coated in thick blood that had turned a reddish-brown. His feet were encased in tan leather boat shoes. Blood splattered the wall several feet up behind where the medical examiner was kneeling. Poor guy. Looks like he didn't know what hit him. Shaking her head, Doc dug into her medical bag for a thermometer to take the man's liver temperature in order to determine how long he'd been dead. Taking in a deep breath, Mac made his way up the stairs. As his head cleared the landing, he saw what he expected. The victim looked like every other man, the guy you see every weekend doing yard work next door. His hair was cropped short to his head and liberally mixed with gray. His bloody body was clad in khaki pants and a blue button-down shirt. Mac didn't know anything about him, even his name, but he assumed he'd been a fine man and a good father. Otherwise, why would they need to sedate his son? His name is Austin Stillman, Bogey told them from the bottom of the stairs, 59 years old, senior partner of a public relations firm in Washington. They handle a lot of business and politicians. He gestured to the back of the house. His wife's body is in the kitchen. Looks like he was coming down the stairs when he got it in the chest. Mac noted the size of the holes in his chest and the pattern of the blood on the walls and stair landing. There's a second splatter pattern lower on the wall and here on the floor. He glanced over his shoulder to where Bogey was at the bottom of the stairs. The first two shots were at a high angle from down there. That dropped him and sent the splatter up high on the wall because he was standing. Then the killer came up the stairs and shot him in the head while he was down to make sure he was dead. Bogey searched the floor around his feet. No shell casings. Killer could have taken them with him. They found none in the kitchen, either. The hose could be twenty-two caliber. I'll have to extract the slugs to make sure. After removing the thermometer, the medical examiner noted the readings and the time on her watch. Instantly, she came up with the time of death. He's been dead fourteen to sixteen hours. That would put the time of death at between 7.30 and 9.30 last night. Hey, Bogey, David called from somewhere on the main floor below him. Where's the victim's son? Last time I saw him was in the back of the EMT truck being sedated, Bogey answered. His cell phone to his ear, David came hurrying into the foyer from the back of the house. Chelsea just called. She's watching a live report on one of the news shows. A reporter is interviewing the son right outside this house. If Fleming sees this, he's going to have a cow. His voice rose to a yell. He's telling them what he saw when he found the bodies. He's giving a blow-by-blow. Bogey bolted out the door. David cursed and turned to Mac. He should have been locked up in the police car and taken down to the station for a statement. Which proves that it pays to know people, Mac said. If your girlfriend wasn't the county prosecutor's paralegal, you wouldn't have gotten a heads up that one of your suspects was making his case and pointing fingers right outside the house. Is that why you use your friendship with Ben Fleming to get her a job working for him? David asked him, so that we would have eyes and ears inside the prosecutor's office. Mac flashed him a coy smirk. Still doesn't make me immune from getting chewed out by the prosecutor when his jury pool is muddied by leaks to the media, David said. 
We can only hope Ben and his wife were out of brunch or some shindig while that was airing. Who let the victim's son loose anyway? Don't blame me, Max said with a shrug. I just got here. Can I see the wife's body? Damn it, David muttered while turning around to lead Mac back to the kitchen. Sounds like someone is having a bad day, Mac replied. At least my girlfriend isn't mad at me. David threw open the swinging door and stepped inside for Mac to enter the gourmet kitchen. The layout of the Stillman's kitchen was more spacious than the one at Spencer Manor. The appliances were black and the cabinets were white. The tile floor was stark white as well. The granite counters were pitch black. The bright white color of the floor made the red of the wife's blood jump out at Mac when he almost stepped on Janice Stillman, lying face down right inside the door. Her head was a matter of inches from the doorframe. She had three gaping holes in her back and one in the back of her head. 